fantasy managers hello and welcome back to the fpl addicts game week three preview show for fantasy premier league 2021 2022 season powered by esports live and sponsored by bonus bank it's game week three so surely you've already registered for our mini leagues but if you haven't they are still open for registration our free mini code is 1ksryw and if you fancy a little bit more competition check out the paid mini at www e-sportslive.com.au slash FPL Addicts, which includes 5k worth of cash prizes, including manager of the week, manager of the month, and end of season cash rewards. Our FPL community Discord server is also buzzing details on how to join the conversation whenever you're listening, uh, whether you're playing for fun or if you're all in for FPL, it is also on the website listed before. And if you're listening to the podcast on Apple, uh, please take a moment just to rate it and review it. And if you're watching along on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe uh, just so you never miss an upload and you help grow uh, our sort of our name, which would be really nice. But um, now that that's over, it's time to introduce today's panel. And guess we've got the usual suspects. Uh, we've got Ollie, Jack, Dave, and of course, we've got the FPL guru, the one and only Matt Day from FPL Addicts. So we'll start with you, Matt. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks, Elliot. Can't complain about the uh, the Spurs result on the weekend. Um, and then obviously FPL, steady, not not the worst result for me, beat the average, but yeah, pretty happy. Yeah, absolutely. And we will we will get into it straight away. We'll look at the uh, the results from the weekend that Matt was just alluding to there with the, the Spurs game. If we bring up the share screen. So Matt, Spurs won, Wolves nil. What a good start uh, to your week it was with that. Deli Alley on penalty duty, though. Were you uh, sort of a little bit annoyed to see that? Yeah, look, the first sort of thing I thought about when he won the penalty was, you know, Son's going to take this and... Um, you know, I was really excited at that point because he's a bit of a, a differential for all of our teams. Um, but uh, I was happy in the end that, uh, you know, Deli Ali put it away and we won the game. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, tight, uh, tight game. And Wolves probably deserve to get something out of it in the end. But look, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. And Ollie, I'll, I'll go to you next because you were very adamant last week that Southampton were going to beat Manchester United. They ended up coming away with a point. Man United obviously couldn't get the job done. So uh, are you pretty happy to see it was a 1-1 draw? Uh, yeah, look, I had a decent feeling about Southampton. I don't know why. I just thought that they would go there and, and, and do something. Um, obviously, in front of their home fans, they would, you know, not not roll over for Man United as they did last year for the 9-0. Uh, Adam Armstrong was absolutely robbed of an assist. I don't know how Che Adams wasn't given that goal. Um, so I was, initially, as well. I was initially buzzing that um, he would be getting assist points and, you know, that my draft transfer might pay off. But I thought he played all right. Um, I watched I watched both games. Um, thought Southampton were all right. Man United deserved to get back into the game. Uh, Mason Greenwood got a little bit lucky with the, with a bit of poor goalkeeping, but it was nice to see him score. Um, obviously involved in my transfers this week. We'll get onto those later. But uh, but yeah, decent performance from Southampton. I think they they showed themselves well, and uh, they might have to kick on now. And for Man United, then just quite poor, and Jack was fuming, which was good to see. <laughs> Jack, anything else to comment on that? No, I think Ollie summed it up just about right. Both my uh, <laughs> how I felt and also the game. It was a bit of a shocker um, in terms of United after last week's result against Leeds. Coming into this one, thought the assets would be firing for United, and you know I think it, I think if we if we grabbed a couple, uh, it, you know if we grabbed a goal first, it, it could have changed the game slightly. But the midfield was horrendous. We were so sloppy, and uh, you know Southampton could have easily you know grabbed another one to be fair, and you know United you know back and forth. So maybe a draw was about right. But yeah, not not great week. 
Yeah, absolutely. We'll move on to the, the third fixture, which we'll review. And Dave, West Ham were champions uh, at their very first home game with, with fans back this season against Leicester. 4-1, FPL managers would have been rejoiced with the, the performances from Antonio and Ben Rama. Just how good were they? <laughs> He's on mute. Apologies, boys. <laughs> um, yes, West Ham uh, looking pretty exciting at the moment. They're scoring a fair few goals and, and Antonio is obviously leading the charge um, with that one. So, you know, I think, you know, they're, they're a team that I've, I've certainly got some assets for and, and we'll continue to be keeping a close eye on them um, as to how they're going. And yeah, they're, they're doing well. Yeah, they absolutely are. And I'm sure a lot of people within our paid mini league would have had a lot of uh, Ben Ramas and Antonio's near the top. As you can see, Tom Stone's tops uh, the mini league as of now with 206 points. Um, it's going to be quite difficult to stop him. Ollie, I know we spoke about him last week. You know him quite well. You know, he's got off to a flyer in his first two game weeks, hasn't he? And he's already making a similar name for himself this season that he did last season. Oh, he's made the name for himself and he's just cementing that now, isn't he? He's saying that he doesn't want to get ahead of himself, which after two game weeks is fair enough, but I keep telling him that he's got a right to be buzzing with his start. Um, look, he's he's turned me over in the head-to-head league as well, so he was really, really happy with life. Um, I still can't get over the fact that he said that he was going to struggle this season. Top of the league, I think he'll be right up there towards the end of the season, but, but stop chatting out your behind, Tom Stones. Uh, but obviously, well done again. Yeah, absolutely. And then Mahon Tunjuk Ajar sits in second, just six points off the pace there. And then Geordie Wilson, uh, who I best believe is a future podcast guest for the upcoming weeks as well, is also sitting pretty tidily, uh, sitting in third at the minute. So we enjoy, you know, getting to talk to him in the future, getting a little bit of advice off of him, maybe considering none of us are up there as of now. But that's how the paid league is shaping up. If we move on to the free mini, Tom Stones, again, it's Tom Stones galore. It's, it's going to be a, a common theme this season. He sits top uh, with Greg Cook in second and Umar Damara sitting comfortably in third. We didn't get the women's league to you last week, but I do have the standings for that this week. In first, we've got Maya, uh, and then in second, we've got Karen Spence. And in third, we've got Lynn Fulager. And then another one which we didn't get to you last week was the bonus bank FPL mini, which is a head-to-head league for the first 38 paid mini league members. It's going to be a fairly fun league this season, I think. And uh, as I mentioned before, it's going to be no surprise to see Tom Stones sitting up there pretty comfortably uh, in first in that league on six points. Uh, We won't talk too much about myself considering I'm on none, but we've got the likes of Matt Cowling in sixth. Um, you know, the average is even in there on 11th. So our average is having a pretty good season so far. But as I mentioned, Tom Stones does top that league for now. And um, it'll be a nice, it's a, it's a nice escape from the just the classic leagues to have a little head-to-head one uh, every now and then. So, uh, Ollie, how, how have you started with the uh, the head-to-head league? You said you got, you're done over by Tom Stones this week. Are you sitting fairly near the bottom, similarly to me? Uh, look, I think it was one of those we, we said before, I think that... Um... You know, it wasn't a great one for me at the weekend. Obviously got smashed by Tom Stones. I said, I even said to him, it was a bit like Rovers at the weekend. Obviously Rovers players West Brom, top of the league, got beat. So I said it was much the same to Tom. I said, uh, no harm in losing to the best in the league. So, um, you know, it's one of those where you just take the loss, move forward, and hopefully I can, um, you know, get one over him in the reverse fixture. But um, no, the head-to-head league, much like the rest of Fancy so far this season, 
hasn't gone brilliantly for me. Um, did turn up in the first week, but I don't think this head-to-head league will be one I'll be winning, to be fair. Currently in 17th. Um, I was in 7th for game week one, so I think I must have... Uh, yeah, I got a win, a five-point win in game week one, but <laughs> like like we said off air, it peaked in game week one. Haven't got near since, so hopefully I can turn that around with a win in game week three. Yeah, we always hope for the best, man. It's also, you know, in my my job to, to mention the, the manager of the week, as I alluded to at the start of the podcast, is Bradley Shatako, who comes away with game week two manager, uh, his team name, No Kane, No Gain. And I believe there was a, was there a, Matt, was that your team name last year, No Kane, No Gain? Nah, it wasn't mine last year, but I know we had a few of them in the league. With yeah. That Sounds sounds familiar to me that one. It's a it's a fairly common name. Well, he doesn't really care how common it is. He's the he's the top no cade no gain in our league at the minute. He got eighty nine points and he claims his twenty Aussie dollar uh, weekly prize. And we look forward to having him on the podcast very soon as well. So it looks like we're going to be getting a fair influx of uh, pretty successful FPL managers, lads. So after the the shocking weeks, which we will move on to. Um, explaining our teams now we can maybe pick a little bit of advice up from um, the, the guests on the podcast but if we move on to your team Dave um, 53 points this week how happy were you with sort of your performance and just walk us through your team um, probably a fairly ordinary week I think for me you know 53 points I think I, I had sort of only three real contributors being uh, Simicus, uh Ings and Greenwood Um not a great captain choice with Bruno this week, but I, I think a lot of people, you know, who went with Bruno and and Salah obviously didn't didn't return this week, um, you know. And I had Greenwood as my vice captain who scored ten, so it would have been nice if I had to swap those two around. Um, I I had talked during the week about bringing in Salah, but unfortunately I missed the deadline to make that trade, but uh, probably didn't really hurt me um, with Salah not returning. Um, but I think I'm sort of considering whether I actually do make the move this week now that they've got Chelsea this week. Um, so I might look to plug one of my two missing defenders. So Target and White both missed. And Tar- uh, Villa's got a pretty tough run coming up. And Target, you know, if he's not going to be a regular in the team, um, then I may look to, to move him on, you know, and save a bit of money and bring in like a Duffy or a Pinnock um, and then keep two free transfers next week for to, to bring Solar in. Yeah, I think it is worth mentioning. I think Matt Target played in the Cup for Aston Villa uh, this week. I'm not sure how many minutes he played, but I know a fair few of them. The likes of Twanzebe got a run out and El Ghazi got another run out. So um, there was a fair few, you know, probably people that would be considered starters that um, that did manage to get a game. Human um, Son, Dave, you know, as I mentioned with Matt before, were you a little bit disappointed to see that he wasn't taking the penalty? And do you think that sort of takes away from, you know, a lot of his price point, a lot of the hype around him was, you know, Harry Kane's not in the team he'll be taking penalties so what's your sort of opinion on that situation um yeah no it was disappointing to see he didn't take it I think um for me Son's a part of my move to get Salah I think um so it's probably not going to be something I'm that concerned about long term um but yeah I think for for people who who sort of plan on sticking with Son if he's not going to be on penalties then he probably struggles to justify his price tag potentially yeah, absolutely. I, I probably agree with you there with, you know, the, the likes of the Salas and stuff like that. But um, I don't have humans on myself and I also had a, a fairly poor week, 51 points for myself. I was delighted to see Brighton getting a clean sheet and Robert Sanchez getting some points. He's off the, the fraud watch just for this week with, uh, you know, everyone getting conned into choosing him as their goalkeeper. Cresswell and Digne didn't really contribute much, but it was all right because Simikas and Trent 
um, really did the heavy lifting for my defence there. As you can see, Salah, my captain, um, he didn't end up hitting that, you know, that fraction of an offside uh, from that Harvey Elliott through ball who Ollie was buzzing about on our on our watch along on the weekend. But um, we just waited maybe that fraction too long to play it and Salah was deemed offside. So he had his goal disallowed. It seemed like it was going to be such a perfect start to the game week, but it wasn't. Unfortunately, Fernandez also blanked and Kai Havertz, a man who... Um, I was pretty excited about going into the season. Uh, hasn't really done much in the first two weeks and uh, we'll get onto transfers in due time and uh, he might be one that's getting uh, shipped out for me. And then Ings scored probably, you know, wonder goal, goal of the weekend. Um, there's not really too much else to say about that, is there? And then Wilson, Mr. Sitter, robbed of a penalty. Disappointed with that one easily, you know, should have could have had a brace you know he doesn't really miss those one-on-ones so it was a little bit unfortunate to see that and then Ian Acho um, again I don't know what I was thinking these first two weeks that's all I can say that all you can do is laugh at yourself because um, I took Antonio out on the last day so that's sort of uh, the way that my team's looking at the minute but um, the less said about that the better as we move on to your team Ollie 54 points it was a 56 average point week so uh, how are you feeling mate? He's also on mute. <laughs> it's, oh, I mean, I've not got much else to say, really, have I? Dreadful week. Um, obviously, Pizza Boy's comments sold you down the river, mate. Um, I don't know if you refused true, to acknowledge that one, so, so I'll <laughs> do it for you. <laughs> um, but again, my defence, the lifting, obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold putting himself forward as a potential curveball captain shout, so he was immense on the early kickoff. Uh, Simicast. Um, he's a player I'm going to hold but bench at the moment. I'm banking on another price rise to 4.2. I haven't checked him today, so I don't know if he's risen already. I don't think he has, but um, I'm waiting for that 4.2 before I get rid of him. Uh, Regulon, obviously, the guru said himself that he thought it was a decent pick. Um, another clean sheet for Tottenham. So um, I thought that they were quite lucky in patches to get that clean sheet. I thought the Wolves played a decent game and maybe deserved to potentially grab a goal, but it was nice to see Regulon get a clean sheet there. And outside of that, no one really did anything for me, which was a real shame. Obviously, I would have liked to send Son on the penalty, but Deli Alli obviously took it away. It was nice, obviously, as an um, England fan to see him score. Um, obviously, his career's fallen off a little bit, so hopefully he re uh, recovers things a little bit um, just for England fans' sake. Um, the Newcastle duo uh, let me down again. Why have you got two? Um, Why have you got I two Newcastle players? I've got one and I'm hating myself and I'm kicking myself. Why have you got two? I thought that Willock was going to do something. He's straight out my team. Um, I thought he was going to do something. Obviously, did really well last season at Newcastle. Um, Callum Wilson, as you say, got a bit unlucky. So he's one I'm going to persist with. Uh, even though there is the likes of Antonio, um, you know, around that Not price point. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the moment, I'm going to stick with um, Callum Wilson. And then Ivan Tony's just... Not got there yet, although I'm sure once he hits his straps, he'll um, be a decent striker. So, average week for me, but um, made a couple of transfers to hopefully improve myself next week. Yeah, I just want to ask you about Regulon, Ollie, because obviously it's a it's a fairly different pick. We haven't seen too many people, you know, back that Spurs defence going into the season. They had Man City and Wolves away in their first two fixtures. So, what was your sort of thought process behind him? He's got two defensive returns for you. So, what was your thoughts? I just thought going forward, he might be able to offer something. Obviously, the Manchester City game, I thought long and hard about whether to keep hold of him because I thought the Manchester City would turn Tottenham over. They didn't. Um, so I was buzzing when I saw that um, he was on for the clean sheet there. I don't know. I just had a feeling with Regulon. I thought he would do something. Um, decent Tottenham defence. 
Um, you know, it's not the greatest, but it's still, you know, pretty good. So, and also, obviously, you've got the payoffs potentially going forward. He's an attacking fullback. So, you know what he's capable of going forward. So, yeah, I'm really happy with that uh, differential pick and it's serving well so far. Yeah, it's definitely served well so far. And I really um, commend you for that pick because I, I don't think I would have been brave enough to go with a, a Spurs defender this early in the season. But, you know, it's paid off for you. Um, Jack, 51 points as well. Similarly to me, um, just take us through your team, mate. Yeah, similar to UL, it's not been too exciting of a weekend after the uh, Salah goal got disallowed. I thought, oh, we're in for a long weekend here. And obviously Bruno against United didn't do didn't do much, but Greenwood, thank God, saved that. But you know, it's a, not going to be a good weekend when Simicast is your top scorer for your points haul. So I think that's where, um, yeah, that sums up my uh, game week, similar to yours, L. Uh, good job with Ings, obviously grabbing the goal there. My, my uh, kind of differentials with Wooden Richardson hasn't paid off this week, and obviously spewing about the Son penalty with Ali uh, taking that one instead. So, not a great week. Uh, none of my subs did anything, uh, and the Marty, um, obviously, they got uh, killed off by uh, Antonio and West Ham. Um, I'm not too sure. Uh, and Marty would have been kissing the uh, Antonio's <laughs> cutout that he put on there. But um, Luke Shaw with the four as well was fairly decent. And but was, yeah, Sanchez back on back on it. And the and the, yeah, the fraud squad is hopefully quiet for a week while uh, we benefit from the uh, clean sheet. Yeah, absolutely. Is Luke Shaw one that you think you're going to persist with, Jack? We spoke about it on the stick or twist section last week. He hasn't got a clean sheet in either of his opening games, but he did manage to get two bonus points this week. So do you think you'll be sticking with him? I think so. I'm obviously a massive fan of Luke Shaw. One, being a United fan. Two, being a left lefty. His, uh, his, his development over the last 12 months and his form has been you know, insane. I think you know, we're still at 5.5. He's still kind of a bargain. I don't know if he's on the price drop or not anytime soon, but um, you know, he's looking, he's going to be staying in my team. Um, I think going forward as well, you know, Varane's going to come into the United team. Um, hopefully a bit of a sh- you know, shake-up after this week. Um the fixtures after the tough period that we're going to go into in a couple of weeks' time, uh, that might be uh, questionable about how the uh, clean sheets go. But thereafter, he's going to, you know, if he puts in a couple of performances, if that, you know, he's, he's, if his price goes up, he's going to be one to keep hold of. Uh, so, yeah, he's staying for me. Yeah, and I think you've got Newcastle in the the coming weeks as well, mate. So I definitely wouldn't be getting rid of any of your Manchester United defenders uh, just yet, if you are listening. And I uh, would probably hold on to them for as much as you can. But um, we'll move on to your team, Matt, and we'll just go through it briefly because I haven't mentioned it yet, but we will be doing another podcast on Friday where it's just the Guru and myself. And the Guru is sort of going to go through his team, uh, his strategies for the week. It's just going to be a real deep analysis of uh, what to do for sort of game week three. So just sort of briefly take us through your team, Matt. Yeah, look, I um, I probably got saved by Antonio at the end to, you know, beat the average and get a you know pretty steady score of sixty five. And uh, my transfer was Grealish in for Madison, and he grabbed the goal. Uh, obviously, it wasn't the, the best goal, but they all count. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, we'll take that. Um, in terms of transfer, it paid off this week. Um, Danny Ings uh, was good. Simicas, Sanchez. Um, but yeah, similar to Jack and Marte come in for me. I had Ben White, you know, still in my squad. Uh, he got COVID last minute and um, yeah, Marte come in and still got a zero. So it didn't make much of a difference. But look, steady week. I think I'll take 65 with the way uh, it kind of panned out for, you know, a few other teams. So yeah, not too not too bad. But yeah, Tony yet to fire. But again, um, you know, I think he's, he's surely due a goal soon. 
Yeah, and I'm sure he'll be a, a hot topic of discussion on our, on Friday's podcast. We'll definitely be getting into that. But Ali, our, our guest last week, has just asked uh, Jack, what do you think of the stupid decision of not of I think it's meant to be of, of Oli not starting Sancho and Rafael Varane? Yeah, I was just replying to him back on Twitter then, boys. Um, I, th- I, don't, I don't listen. I don't think Varane was ready uh, to come into it just yet. Imagine, imagine if we played him and Armstrong ran rings around him. It would have been uh, not. It would not have been a good thing to get poetry. started. <laughs> yeah, and listen. So I think Ollie did well taking care of him there, and not starting him. Um, and then Sancho it was a bit of a weird one with Sancho. I was, you know, I think everyone's everyone's expecting him to obviously boom and do well, which we all want to see. Um, but him coming on, you know, I think he played about forty minutes in the end with the extra time. But nothing much went through him. There was only one opportunity. So I'd like, you know, he got in the box, he got the cross. Um, but I, th- I think United just need to maybe integrate him a bit more, obviously, in there in training and hopefully on the pitch he can do he can bring up the goods um after a couple more games. So I think yeah, both maybe weren't ready or you know, we haven't got it tactically right just yet with Ollie. But you know, from an FPL perspective, I think it, listen, investment in them too. I think I think they'll they'll pay off in, in time, maybe a couple of weeks before that hits. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a pretty fair comment. You know, Rafael Varane didn't get too much of a pre-season, so you've got to take your time with this. And I'm sure we'll see a big strengthening in that Man United defence as soon as he says, and he says, no one can underestimate Varane. He's a star. Not starting him was a terrible mistake. And, you know, that's the beauty of football, isn't it? We will never know what would have happened, but um, I'm sure what we will uh, be able to agree on is that when Varane is starting for Man United and he is fit, we'll see a massive massive increase in their uh, their clean sheets and that sort of defensive ability which will uh, you know happen in the near future but um if we move on to your team Reedy and you've sat patiently at the bottom of the screen waiting for your moment of glory 70 points this week in a 56 average point week um first of all how are you mate and second of all just take us through your team well good morning uh, here from the, the UK and a uh, good evening to you lads uh, over in Oz, Australia uh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Can't complain with uh, my fantasy week. Um, beat the average. Uh, would have liked to have done better, but I think the captain pick is the one that stung most people. Uh, so I can't complain too much with the 70. Can't complain, mate. Um, yeah, similar to the rest of the guys, you know, with certain players, similar players. Uh, Antonio, just on fire, isn't he? No stopping him at the moment. Um, you know, there's a few in there that you question, do you take him out or not? But I think with the international period coming up, I think it's best just uh, keeping your cards close to your chest. I, li- I love the Duffy pick, mate. I'm just looking at your team and I really, really like the Duffy pick. Obviously, um, you know, a lot of people, I'm sorry, the Dunk pick, not the Duffy pick. Uh, a lot of people favour Duffy over Dunk. But um, do you sort of see a, a bit more value long term in, in Lewis Dunk over Shane Duffy? Um, yeah, I, w- I would say so. When you look at his stats from last season. You look at he, lo- he loves getting a goal off set pieces off his corners and stuff. Um, the clean sheets from Brighton. Um, so you know, I wasn't too happy when when obviously Brighton didn't keep that clean sheet the first week. But going into the second week, that's a twelve point twelve pointer off uh, two players there. So you know, I think Lewis Dunk's a, a great asset to have. Still, still pretty cheap. Um, obviously Duffy's the the cheaper um asset to have. But, you know, with Brighton having um, certain players injured, you know, defenders like Lamptey and, you know, you've got um, Dan Byrne, I think, possibly one of the defender, Veltman as well, who could come into the lineup, and that means that Duffy could be shipped out. So, Dunks, you guaranteed starter in that back line, in my opinion. So, yeah, I like him. 
Yeah, absolutely. And as Statman Dave says in the chat, there's a 0.9 million difference in price. And I definitely agree with you there. I think Dunk long term is, uh, you know, will give you greater opportunity in FPL over Duffy. But, um, you know, a pretty mixed uh, sort of response from game week two on the podcast. But, um, you know, it's, it's full steam ahead now. There's no time to stop as we move on to game week three. So I've just brought up the fixtures on my screen. And Ollie, I'll start with you. Is there any sort of fixtures that really pop out to you straight away other than Newcastle-Southampton because you're going to say Armstrong's going to score a hat-trick? He probably will. Is there any other fixtures that really pop out to you? He's going to score. Armstrong, he will score a hat-trick. Armstrong will score. There's my uh, mystic Ollie prediction for the for the podcast. I don't know. Obviously, we don't want to be right. making that a weekly segment. But <laughs> last week, I said that Southampton had uh, uh, take something. And then now I'm saying uh, Armstrong's going to score. It's not the game I'm going to look to, though. It is Liverpool-Chelsea. I think that's a potential uh, title preview, possibly. I think Chelsea will be up there. Liverpool will be up there. Obviously, we've got City early on. I'm sure one of the lads on the podcast will mention that. Um, against the uh, the relegation battlers early on. But Liverpool-Chelsea, there's so many assets you could be looking at. Lukaku's come back to the Premier League. He's looking amazing uh, up top for Chelsea. Uh, got like some Mohamed Salah we've all got. Probably going to be captained. Um, Robertson potentially coming back. Trent. So there's so many options you could look at from uh, from both sides, really. So uh, late on the uh, the Saturday night, 5.30 kickoff. All eyes will be on it. So um, I'm sure that's one you're looking forward to, Reedy. It is indeed. It is indeed. It's going to be a juicy game. It's going to be an absolutely cracker. It should be an absolute spectacle. But um, we'll move on to you now, Reedy, just as Ollie just asked you that question. Other than that game, is there anyone that, you know, sort of really pops out to you? Obviously, you've, you've got the two Brighton assets and they find themselves with Everton this week. But is there any other fixtures that really stand out to you? Um, I have had a look over the week, um, you know, in regards to obviously taking transfers into consideration for my team um, and the game that kind of does stick out. It pains me to say it, but it's probably Spurs um, because uh, you look at you look at in terms of Spurs' first two games, people didn't expect them to keep a clean sheet against City. Um, you know, obviously, I know they only got the 1-0 win against Wolves, which some people said that Wolves were, were unlucky to get a, a point out of that or something. But I just think, you know, they've got that a little bit of momentum now. Kane could be possibly back in the side. Um, they're at home um, against Watford. And for me, that's probably the, the standout fixture. Although Leicester have got Norwich. Um, I don't know. I fancy Norwich to potentially get something out of that game. So I would I'd go with the Spurs game. Second to that, probably West Ham v Palace with the way West Ham are at the minute. Those two games. Yeah, absolutely. Then, Guru, uh, I'll ask for your opinion on a, on a third game uh, this week that you think one that FPL managers should really be looking out for. Um, it's got to be the uh, yeah that West Ham Palace game. Um, you know, with Antonio Ben Rama, you know, they're just on absolute hot form. So I think those two uh, players, you obviously on absolute fire. So I think West Ham Palace is the one. Um, you know, you got four nails in there as well. Um, you know, Cresswell, lots of really good FPL players. So, yeah, I think West Ham Palace is definitely the uh, the third one to, to tie off this weekend. You know, Met, Leeds Burnley could have been in there, but um, I actually thought Burnley weren't too bad at, at Anfield. Um, so I'm going to go with West Ham Palace. Yeah, and Ali agrees with you in, in the live comments there. He's gonna, he says it's going to be 
lit for Antonio. So I'm sure he means that Antonio is going to be doing a fair bit in that game and would side Ben Rama in there as well. So he sounds pretty excited for that one. So uh, great minds think alike there with you and Ali. But if we, we sort of just discuss our fixtures, um, our sorry, our transfers for this week and our, our captain picks, we'll start with you, Statman Dave. Is there going to be any transfer activity, do you think, for your team? Um, yeah, uh, I think I'll be looking to replace, um, potentially target or one of those defenders, like I sort of mentioned before, um, and probably keep my two trades next week to, to move on, on bringing Salah in. Yeah. And who do you think, you know, is going to be your skipper for the week? Uh, oh, good question. Um, probably for me, it'll either be. Fernandez, or because he's got an away fixture to Wolves, so it's probably a decent fixture for him. Hopefully, he can he can rebound from his one point performance this week. Um, otherwise, uh, potentially, I might even look at Danny Ings as well. He's home to Brentford. Uh, he's obviously in pretty good form, so that, that could be my second option. I've just seen that comment come off on screen. That's not isn't that's not the actual Can't side of the DK, is it? Can't it's not. Be. Oh is. my god, it is. I think it is. Can't be. Okay, yeah. That's oh, got to be absolute rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't be. Can't oh, be. Is that, is that the actual cycling GK? Could it's got to be Mr. Ben Foster himself. Oh, hold on. Let Mr. me check. Mr. Ben... Let me check. Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> check if it's legit. No way. No Ollie, can way. You do a quick yeah, search? He said howdy geese. He does say howdy geese a lot in his videos. I'm on it, lads. Hold on. Give us a sec. <laughs> Has he just has he just raided our podcast there or what? No way! If that's quite possibly, I'll have to get the missus in. She loves Ben Foster. <laughs> <laughs> ben, um, if it makes you feel any better, if you are listening, you're in a lot of our fantasy teams yourself, mate. So yeah, he's in mine. How do I? I can't go to his channel from the from the chat. I tell you well, what, if if it is, that's insanity. If it is, give give us a wave in the chat, Ben. Give us a hi. Whatever you need help with, we are here at your service for whatever help that you need for your fantasy team. You know, obviously, you update your viewers with it. Yeah, get in our mini league as well. We would absolutely love that. Um, But uh, if if that is the real Ben Foster, yeah, just let us know. Um, Give us a wave. Give us a you know a little comment, and uh, and we can get onto that. We'll, We'll. Move on to, to you, Reedy, and your transfers, just as you know, we see if there's any activity in the comments. So what are you going to be doing this week? Well, I made my uh, my transfers fairly early on. Um, you know, there's been a lot of price rises um, throughout the throughout the week. Uh, so basically, I uh, brought Regulon in. Um, and basically, I also brought uh, Armstrong in. I'm in the main man up front for, uh, for Saints. Uh, so yeah, Tony's gone out. Uh, he's had a couple of game weeks. I know some people might not think that's very long, but you know he's not hit, and um, I just think there's more value in Armstrong, 0.5 cheaper. Same with Reginon, 0.5 cheaper as well uh, for Luca Digne. Uh, Digne hasn't hit unfortunately as well. So they're my two for this week: Reginon and Armstrong. So yeah, fun yeah. Team. Who who do you think your captain pick's going to be for this week? Uh, this week, after last week, sort of. Let down from uh, Salah and Fernandez. Do you stick with them, or basically do you go for that West Ham game and the uh, Mikhail Antonio? So I think there's a lot to ponder, but it's uh, leaning towards Antonio at the moment. Yeah, it's a very fair call, mate. I think a lot of managers will be thinking similarly to you, Jack. If we move on to you now, any transfers? What's your captain pick for the week? Uh, captain pick. I'm going to go Son. 
for Watford, uh, against Watford. Um, I think he's going to be in for a big one, regardless what Statman Dave is doing with Son. Um, I'm going to, I think he'll be uh, hitting big time. Uh, hopefully the uh, our Spurs legend on the podcast, the Guru, can back that up as well. But yeah, Son's in my sights for captain. And then transfer-wise, this will go against the grain of what the uh, the Guru is thinking, but I, ne- I needed to save my defence. Targets killed me um, this season. Uh, Simicast is probably dropping out I think with Robo coming back in for Liverpool this weekend as well so I'm, I'm probably down to one defender so I've just gone for Duffy to get in for a week so I've used a transfer to bring in for a week to see me through uh, they've obviously got a good fixture in there um, so after that then I'll uh, look to probably just sub him on their side but yeah just one transfer for now then uh, going into next week I'll be making a couple of moves yeah, absolutely. And Guru, will we uh, will we be discussing your transfers and your captain pick on Friday's podcast? So that the manager's going to have to wait for that one for for your announcement. Yeah, look, Friday for me. I'll obviously be going through my transfer and my team. Um, so yeah, going to have to wait till uh, till Friday night for that one, boys. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's fair that the suspense waiting, as uh, as JC says in the comments, surely not the real Ben Foster. He's a legend. We love his YouTube content. It's absolutely brilliant, his YouTube content. It's nice to see him back in the Premier League. Um, you know, he did a, a vlog at the Amex the other day and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's really nice. Surely someone is going out Foster as their captain. Um, ben, if you're if you're still in the chat and you're going to play this weekend, just let us know and uh, maybe one of us will drop a, a cheeky triple captain on yourself. We know you've got you in your own team. So if you ever, if you ever do get that intel, um, you're more than welcome to leak it here. And uh, give us the heads up for that one. But um, Ollie, we'll round it off with with your transfers and your captain picks, mate. Um, so what are you doing this week? Um, I've made my transfers. I said I made them on Monday, uh, Monday morning Australian time. So I was really quick because I wanted to avoid a price uh, price rise, and I've been, uh, managed to do it. Uh, I brought in Mason Greenwood when he was still at seven point five. So he rose like just after I brought him in. So that was good. And to facilitate that, I've got rid of Luke Shaw. I've gone to Liveramento, who will be on the bench for this week. Um, I just think that it's 5.5. There's a lot of defenders, you know, they're cheaper than that, that might be able to get some returns. Um, and I've got rid of Mr. Steal Your Points, Joe Willock himself. Um, so, looks like I'll be playing a 3-4-3 this weekend. Um, I'll be starting Mason Greenwood, obviously. Um, decent fixture. And captaincy-wise, the main man, Youngman Son, will be taking the armband for me. Um, I think that he's got a decent home fixture. There's goals in that game against Watford. Harry Kane might be starting, so there might be some assists there for him. And obviously, he's got the goal threat, Youngman Son. So I'm going with the South Korean for the armband. He absolutely always does. And just before we wrap up this section for myself, I'm going to be going with Kai Havertz to side Ben Rama and then. Kalechi Ianacho to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, I'm sure Ali won't be too happy with that one. I'm sure he'd rather me get Antonio in, but I'm sticking with with DCL and then I'll, I'll move on from Wilson uh, in the coming weeks, I think, uh, and I'll get Antonio when West Ham's fixtures are just looking a little bit greener. But um, that wraps up this this preview section of the podcast.
So if, now before we start um, the guest section for today's podcast, we've got we've got to plug our fantastic sponsor, Bonus Bank, who are supporting us for the 2021 and 2022 season. If you're not aware, Bonus Bank show you how to make guaranteed profit by taking advantage of bookmaker promotions. Members of our community have been using Bonus Bank's platform for free to review bookie promotions and bonuses on the EPL in the past couple of game weeks. And I'm sure James Gasden uh, has been telling us all about that on the watch longs on the weekends uh, as well. It's proven to be a great tool um, in terms of picking up fancy assets and teams to back as it showcases the probabilities and the odds. You know, everyone loves a good statistic and uh, predicted performances as well. As a sponsor, they've also provided the manager of the month prize for our paid mini, which we see $200 cash prize every month for the manager with the most points. The platform is free to join, um, but if you do want to unlock special features and go premium, make sure you use code FPL Addicts to receive a 25% discount on your first month's membership and no locking contract. See the link in our caption details and you'll learn how to make immediate profit. So if we move on now to a very special guest on the podcast today in the guest section, he's a street footballer, an expert futsal player, a skiller, and he has over 350,000 followers on Instagram. He's best known as D10 around the world, but we call him Daniel Capillaro. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Daniel. Thank you for joining us and welcome to FPL Addicts. Great to see you, mate. How are you going? Uh, I'm going very well. Thank you very much. Thank you for the introduction as well. And very professionally done, can I say. I've been, I've done a few of these podcasts. And, mate, that was very, very good. <laughs> excellent. Excellent intro. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, mate. Well, uh, we'll get right into the questions because, um, you know, we've, we've got so much that we would like to ask you. Um, my first yeah, question cool. to you is that uh, the best player that you've ever played with and just tell us about, you know, that moment. We know you've played with a fair few, um, you know, a lot of ballers out there. So who's who's been your favourite? Um, look, do you want me to be quick or do you want it to be a long-winded uh, answer? Because Take I mean, your time. Take my time? Well, it, look, Absolutely. I think the best player that I've played with is uh, Douglas Costa, obviously of Gremio, Shakhtar Donetsk, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Brazil. Uh, would have been Douglas Costa. Playing against would have been Falcao, the futsal player. Um, but I have played also with Brett Emerton, Marco Bresciano, uh, Daniel De Silva. Um, and going back MPL, MPL days, um, what was State Premier League then, I played against um, Josh Risden and also Brandon O'Neill. Um, and at school, I played with Nick Ward, who played for Queen's Park Rangers. I don't know if you guys are aware of Nick Ward, but played for Melbourne Victory, Wellington Phoenix. Um, he had quite a great career as well. So, so yeah, there's a, there's a few players there. Wow, it's a, it's a fairly extensive list of, uh, you know, the, the really good players that you played with. must be an absolute uh, honour to play with them. But no players from uh, any of your, you know, any sort of massive Premier League sort of names. But who, who do you go for in the Premier League? Who do you follow? Who do I follow? It's, look, I'm a lover of Spanish football and the philosophy of possession. So I love to follow Guardiola or Barcelona. So... It has to be Man City. And I know it's very cliche at the moment, but I will say that I'm a Barca fan. And I feel that gives me some points back, given the the, uh, the ridiculousness, we can call it, that they're going through at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to say Man City. And my FPL is heavy 
Man City. So I, I reflect that. Sorry, Jack. I know Jack's he's through and through a United supporter. I've got a lot of friends that are United supporters as well. And being born, um, I say in the 80s, so like 98, 99 was like prime time for me to be a United supporter, but I just didn't, I didn't catch it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, look up to Pep Guardiola and, you know, the style of football that Man City play. Um, you know, it's an absolute pleasure to watch every single week. But um, you're the manager of La La La, Janala, sitting in the 500s in our FPL Addicts Mini League in the top 80k in Australia. So we're just going to ask you a couple of questions about your, your FPL journey. So you, you've been playing FPL, obviously, this season. Um, what was your highest score? It doesn't have to be just from this season. Any other season that you've also played? Uh, as well mate the last time i played fantasy before i played this uh this league the fpl addicts i would have been when we had like windows xp so that's <laughs> it's, it's going back a while um wow. I, I used to make a team and then i'd leave it the first week and then you check it five weeks later and then use your wild card straight away so no i i, I never really got into it but um given the covid restrictions and the current uh yeah, issues we're facing in Victoria. Um, yeah, I always get excited about the Premier League. And then, of course, um, I think it's your dad. Am I right? Because I see you wearing the Newcastle kit. Absolutely. Yeah, I met him when I was at Puma and we started chatting away. And then I seen him leave this comment on FPL Addicts. And I was like, Nick, is he, is he playing <laughs> fantasy football? So I was just like, yeah, cool. I was like, Nick, are you putting a team in this? I don't know. Does he have a team? He does have a team. He's got just new, uh, just Puma players in his team. So I've had to help him find a, you know, he's been very, very particular with it. He was asking me last week, oh, is Rafael Varane going to be playing for Man United? And I think he's probably watching because um, he said he was going to tune in tonight. So he's probably yeah. out there as well, but he does have a team okay. himself. Well, yeah, you, you guys, you guys have uh, him to thank for me joining this league because I saw that comment and uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a brand man and he's big brand man, uh, all Puma players. I'm, I've got a few in mine as well. But um, yeah, like I, I had a conversation with Nick at um, when I was at the Puma headquarters in Moravan and we started talking about Newcastle. I spoke about my time in England when I was playing futsal there and I used to go and watch a lot of matches at St. James Park. And then, yeah, it just kind of kicked on from there and I saw the comment and I was like, look, why not play FPL? And um, to answer the question about points, this game week I got 59, which was over the average, but last week I got 61. And, um, yeah, I've been let down, I think. I was let down by Bamford, and I'm let down by Thiago Silva. I think those are the two the two biggest. Yeah, we've, we've got your team on the screen there. I, like, I love oh, nice. the, the maximum pick um, there. But I think, you know, yeah. the, you know, you, you haven't had the, the worst start in the world, obviously. A lot of returns this week, <laughs> as you mentioned. So, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you definitely just got to keep ticking along with it and keep going with it. But I think the others have uh, got a couple of questions for you as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll... I'll jump in here. Dan, good to see you, legend. Um, hope you're doing well, mate. And thanks for jumping on the podcast. No, you're very uh, welcome. We just, we just brought up your team here now, mate. And uh, yeah, can you uh, can you tell me how you built this squad? Where, what was your thinking as you went through? Yeah, cool. So this week, it probably shows that I have a Marty. Um, or does it does it show a Marty? Yeah, it shows a Marty on your screen. Uh, well, it's on mine as well. But I've got Edison in goals, Cancelo, because he obviously gets forward. It was either him or Zinchenko. And the way I pick defenders is pretty much whether they're going to be able to get a clean sheet. I feel they can get a clean sheet, especially the goalkeeper. Edison gets assists as well. So he gets assist bonus. Um, but I've got, yeah, Alex Arnold 
and or Trent Alexander-Arnold and then Cancelo because I know they get forward, they get crosses, they can get assists. Trent Alexander-Arnold got us one this week. Uh, he got the blue star. I don't know what that means. Is that like uh, FPL team of the week or something like this? Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, Amati's actually in this week for Thiago Silva. So Thiago Silva's let me down. Last two game weeks, he's been out. I'm hoping you guys can help me with that. We'll get, get onto that in a second. So Silva's out. Amati's in because they're playing against Norwich. Um, my midfield, Rafinha, unbelievable. Razzler, Ben Rama has to be, but he came in. I made a transfer game week to the last one gone for Jorginho. Jorginho I had in because one, he's Italian. Two, he takes all the penalties. Um, and three, he always plays. So I thought he was going to do well, but I think Chelsea is just going to get so many more goals this season from other players that even if he takes 10 penalties, it's not really worth it. So Ben Rama went in for Jorginho. Mares, Razzler, Fernandez uh, goes without saying. I swapped in Antonio for Bamford. Uh, Bamford's out. He needs to look. Bamford's only got one touch. And if it doesn't go in the back of the net, then he's not helping anyone in FPL. Um, Vardy up front is my captain for this week as well because they're playing Norwich. I think Vardy might get eight goals, which will be awesome. <laughs> Um, and then St. Maximin because he's St. Maximin on the wing and he's, you know, getting Ball two up. men down, just being him. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's another razzler. You've got, um, obviously some top players in there. You've got the Brazilian in there with Rafinha as well. Uh, I'm sure. Do you think he's any better than Douglas, uh, Louise who you play with or, or... Douglas Costa? Douglas um, Costa even. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's all right. I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, look, he, he's a great player. He's someone that, like, I followed him when he was playing League One as well. But I think him and uh, Douglas Costa are very different players. I would liken Douglas Costa more to, um, like, a Neymar. Um, he's very, he's much more flashy in that sense. Like, you're, I don't want to look, I know this is the FPL podcast, but for sake of naming players, Vinicius Jr., um, even Anthony, who's at Ajax, um, those types of, Brazilian players, I think Douglas Costa's more like them, whereas your Rafinha, he's even a bit more like a Richarlison or a Willian, or they're a bit more direct. Awesome. That's the guru here, Daniel, and thank you for uh, your support this season and joining our community. Um, so can you just give us a bit of a review of your season so far um, and any transfers you've got for this uh, coming game week? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so this week, Bamford out, Antonio in. Um, and obviously link up with Ben Arama. I'm going to keep him. I think they're going to be stalwarts of the La 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 Genola. Um, I'm pretty sure they're, yeah, those, those will stay. But as of next game week, I think Thiago Silva out. And I don't know if I'm going to bring in James or maybe even Luke Shaw because I want another left or right back that gets forward and creates and makes crosses and possibly gets assists um, as well as getting the... Um, the uh, clean sheet bonus. So it could be Marcus Alonso as well, because I've got four, I've got 0.4 in the bank. So I've got a bit that I can spend. I, think, I, I um, hope that answers that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think Reese James is a good shout. Um, game week seven onwards, Chelsea got a lot of good fixtures. So like if you can get James in there now, um, cause he's probably going to get a bit of a price rise. Um, he's yeah, he'll go up, a bad yeah. shout from those. So no, good stuff. All right, cool. Well, you're the guru, so I'm going to listen, all right? So, Reese James, you think, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'd say get if you can get him for game week seven onwards with the fixtures, 
he's looking pretty good. But um, yeah, maybe you don't probably don't need him just now. But if you look at Chelsea's fixtures game week seven onwards, they got a lot of green fixtures. So um, yeah, definitely want to eye up those those Chelsea defenders. Who there. who are they playing in a uh, game week seven? It's not Norwich, is it? Uh, so seven Southampton <laughs> at home. Not but okay. Norwich will probably be in that run. I know they've got Saints. Yeah. I think they've got uh, Brentford in there, and um, yeah, a lot of the uh, I think Palace and sort of all the teams that you'd expect in sort of the bottom bottom ten. So that's probably when you want to aim for those Chelsea players for sure. Okay, cool, cool. All right, thank you. All right, Daniel, it's uh, it's all here. Um, obviously, great to have you here. Thanks for your support through the uh, through the season and all that. Was loving the uh, Brett Emerson shout before with me being a massive Rovers fan and uh, and all that. But um, could you name two assets for us, please? Who expect us uh, expect to perform in the season? And if you could include a bargain player or an enable in there, possibly under seven million, that'd be class. <sighs> two assets. Um, well, I think. Well, yeah, obviously Harry Kane was going to be an asset, and then everything that's happening around the transfer speculation. Is he going to play? Will he play? Um, does he even train anymore? You know, all this kind of stuff. I, I think I watch too much Sky Sports as well. I listen to Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher too much. Um, I would say in terms of two assets, uh, if I was to use my wild card, I'm going to bring in Salah and Fernand- and keep Fernandez. So I'd bring in Mo Salah and I would build the team around them. Um, I saw people that did that on game week one and they've already got like 300 points. So it's just, just silliness. Um, apart from that, bargains, I think, uh, I, I mean, I look for the bargains myself because I, I try to keep a even spread across the team. I know I've spent like big on Fernandez, um, but I don't, yeah, I don't have Harry Kane. I don't have a, who like Lukaku. I would love to have Lukaku in my side, but he's, I think he's just too much. And he's probably going to go on and score every single week after I said that. But um, yeah, I think it's it's a lot for for an investment. I would say you know, Saint Maximin, uh, Ben Rama, Antonio, um, and look. I know you said you got, I was watching the program before, and I was like, I was going to say Joe Willock because he was like unbelievable last season, and then and everyone's just killed him in this podcast today. So <laughs> I came here, I was like, oh, who's who's the person? You know, who am I going to talk about? Um, who's the is the Nigerian striker at Watford? Um, uh, Isaac Dennis. Success? Or, or Dennis? No, nah, Dennis. Dennis. Dennis, Dennis. Because he's cu- he's currently on 12 points. Um, I think he scored a couple or maybe one an assist in his in the first week because I didn't do much this week. But he could be another surprise packet. Oh, good stuff, Daniel. And uh, what's your target then for the FPL season in the uh, FPL Addicts free mini? So we've obviously got 700 people in there. And then <laughs> yeah. F- FPL overall, we've got seven million people. So, what's your uh, yeah? What's your target in the free mini, and then what's your target kind of overall? What are you what are you aiming for this season? Do you think realistically? Well, I'm just looking, and I'm currently. There's only it's, you shouldn't have told me there's seven hundred people because I thought I was doing all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm five hundred and fifty second. So anywhere higher than that's good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and in terms of the overall, I think I'm three million. So I suppose hey, the level of the FPL addicts was pretty good then, huh? Oh yeah, it's good. Our, our top player at the moment in the free leagues in the top thousand in the world, I think. So um, yeah, we've got a wow. good standard. Yeah, and I think last year we had a lot of top sort of fifty k players. So yeah, the standard's good. Um, but look, you're not looking too bad. Look, you're not in the relegation zone quite yet. So. You know, you're no. doing okay. <laughs> was it 197 places before that? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, Daniel, we, we wish you the best of luck for the, the rest of the season and we hope to, you know, chat with you again so we can find out if you did finish above that 552nd <laughs> uh, towards the end of the season. But um, before you go, you know, to all the viewers out there, where can they find uh, your football content online so they can just, you know, look at your skills in awe as we all do? <laughs> Thank you. Um, at D10 Football, so at D10 and the word football, uh, you'll be able to find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all the known that, that that's it right there. All the known uh, social. Thanks, Jack. All the known social media uh, platforms. Cheers, guys. Thank you for having me. No, thank you, Daniel. So if we move on now to the guru section, uh, you know, our very own guru, Matt Day, is going to go through uh, a couple of questions and, you know, players to watch, teams to watch, the usual stuff. So uh, take us through it. Yeah, look, thanks, Elliot. And uh, yeah, what a what a great guest section that was, may I say. Um, but look, we'll start off with our uh, community questions this week we've had from the Discord. Um, and we'll go with uh, Dodie has asked us, any reliable budget defenders to replace White or uh, Shimakas with uh, for this game week? Obviously, uh, Ben White picked up COVID and Arsenal aren't on the best of form. And uh, Shimakas is probably likely going to leave that Liverpool side soon. So there's a couple I've named. I'm going to go with uh, Liveramento from Southampton at four million. Um, he looks like he's nailed his place in that Saints team. And he's been on absolute uh, form in the last two games. And then in terms of replacing Ben White, I'm going to go with someone from my own side, uh, Tanganga, um, two clean sheets and two. He's sort of flying up that, that right-hand side for Spurs. A couple of good fixtures coming up as well, and he's only about 4.5 million. So um, Tanganga. And then also Marcel from Wolves is a bit of a differential, but um, again, he's 4.5 million. Um, and Wolves are very solid on the weekend against us. And also in the Leicester game, obviously, I know they lost both games 1-0, but their fixtures are going to get better soon. And I think it's definitely worth looking up some of those, those Wolves guys and, uh, and Marcel is going to be one of them. Yeah. And I think we've got, you know, one more question from our, our very own pizza boy. Uh, he is one of our own and he's always, you know, wanting the best advice that he can possibly get. So he's got a question. Uh, so take it away. Yeah. So pizza boy with another good question. And he's asked, uh, is it a good move to captain a West Ham player against Palace after they've obviously beat, Leicester quite convincingly and um, you know what pizza boy I think it is a good move you've got Antonio in there uh, and Ben Rama um, who I think are the obvious picks this week uh, from West Ham and then if you really want to go someone different you could try Cresswell because um, you probably expect West Ham to keep a clean sheet in that one so yeah I definitely recommend the uh, the West Ham players this week. Yeah, absolutely. And now that the questions are out of the way, we've got your information part of it. So you've got your what we're going to brandish is your watch list for this week. And, you know, it's it's not a watch list. There's not a Newcastle player on there. So I'll take it away, Matt. <laughs> yeah, look, we're going to start with the uh, under 10% differentials. And this is one that I know Ollie's going to love uh, against Newcastle at 3% ownership. And it's going to be Adam Armstrong uh, from Southampton. So he's the first one on there. He's obviously got one goal in two. And he's looking sharp for Saints, so he's got to be on there. The second one, I'm going to go with a, uh, a Villa player um, at home to Brentford. I'm expecting a clean sheet from, from Villa again. Um, Ashley Young, who's playing out of position. He's a defender playing as a midfielder, so he's you know, out of position player in FPL. 1.1% ownership. Uh, another one, I'm going to pick a Spurs player against Watford. Deli Alley scored the penalty on the weekend. 
Um, he scored plenty of goals against Watford in the past for Tottenham as well. 2.7% ownership. Uh, and then my last differential under 10% is going to be West Ham player who scored the other night and he's only 0.6% owned and he could be a huge differential this weekend and it's going to be four nows against Crystal Palace. Sorry, I had my mic muted there. A lot of nice differential picks in there uh, for you, Matt. I really like the four nows pick. He, uh, you know, he's one to um, know where to find where the goals when West Ham really need it. So uh, will you move on to your, your captain picks now for us? Yeah, look, a couple of the obvious ones as usual. We're going to go Mo Salah. I know he's got the Chelsea game, but, you know, he loves a goal against uh, Chelsea. He loves a goal at Anfield, obviously, minus the Burnley game. But I think, you know, he's going to bounce back. And uh, if Liverpool score, I think it's going to be him. Uh, Bruno's got to stay on there as well. Um, you know, great first week. Didn't have a, the best game against Saints, but, you know, you can't not put Bruno on there. Um, Wyatt Wolves this weekend. One mentioned by Statman earlier on, Danny Ings. Home to Brentford. He scored in both games so far. Really looks good. Um, so he goes on there. And then my uh, my last one for the week um, is going to be Son. Uh, home to Watford. Really good record against Watford in the past. Um, so I think he's definitely one to, uh, to potentially captain if you've got him. Um, actually, I'll put, I'll put Antonio, actually, I'll quickly add Antonio on there as well to, to wrap Antonio up as sort of, yeah, five captains to watch this week because I think Antonio deserves a place. And as far as your curveball captain goes, who have you you're chosen for that? I'm going with the man, Harry Kane. I think he's got potential to get back in that Spurs side this weekend and, um, you know, start from the beginning. And, yeah, again, Harry Kane, he'll be fresh, ready to play Watford at home. So, yeah, Harry Kane's going to be my curveball. Yeah, sounds pretty good, Matt. We uh, we'll get through the the teams to back and probably the scout eleven for the week on our on the Friday podcast. Uh, so uh, we thank you all very much for watching and listening along. That brings us to the end of the game week three preview show. As I mentioned, myself and Matt will be back live on Friday for a deeper analysis of Matt's team and some last minute FPL advice. So come along with any and all questions that you have. All the panel will also be back live this Saturday at 9 o'clock Melbourne time and 12 o'clock midday English time for Man City v Arsenal. We've got a watch along with myself and the rest of the panel. But until then, may all your FPL dreams come true in game week three. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now. Thank you.